Hello, everyone. You are listening to Nature's Epion, the world's worst nature podcast. Maybe it's the best. I don't know how many out there exist, and I don't know how good they are. But I got to say, mine's probably not the best. So let's try to become the worst. If you're not going to be good at something, you might as well be the worst at something. No one likes people in the middle. Everyone always remembers the winners and the losers. Um... So, the podcast isn't dead. It's just had a heart attack. We're bringing it back. It's been on hiatus for a bit. Uh, there's We had one episode kind of in the middle there that I really wanted to do uh, with Ginger. So, that was a good episode. But um, I moved from Ontario to Alberta across the country. So, things have been kind of thrown up in the air i was trying to get like a better studio set up but i guess we're just gonna have to do with what we have and give you what i can and hopefully you appreciate it i definitely would appreciate it if you appreciated it because i'm an appreciator but um we're just gonna crack into some articles here so one of the these i'm just basically gonna go through my twitter this is like a new thing i've done I got on the Twitter train since that's like the cool thing to do is get the Twitter. Put that on my Instagram. You find a link there. It's on like, I forget what it's called, but it's like the highlights, I think, of like your stories. So a 120 million, million year old bird fossil from China has some rather unusual dinosaur-like feathers in its otherwise standard avian skeleton, including a weirdly T-Rex-like skull. So the interesting thing about this article when I read it was that typically birds are hard to find in the fossil record. They have very porous, dainty, delicate, tiny little bones. Basically me, but in bird form. Um, The bird, those birds, they're hard to find. You know, scavengers, fungus, fungus. decomposers basically obliterate the bones before there's any sort of chance of um, fossilizing and it takes a long time for bones to fossilize obviously but um, yeah so there's very rarely evidence of birds and finding this may be a good sign for some of the people out there that believe in dragons yes dragons there are people out there that believe that perhaps once upon a time dragons existed and perhaps maybe i am one of them i don't know i'm on the fence about this maybe i should maybe i shouldn't i don't know am i crazy you tell me but anyway here's the reasoning behind it they think that if dragons existed and you know every culture basically across the globe from a long long time ago has these stories of dragons these reptile like fire-breathing monsters that just you know had wings and this and that and they're like terrible but let's try to imagine if it was like an animal if it was like an animal i'm thinking dinosaur i'm thinking pterodactyl i'm thinking it's like a t-rex with wings because it's got those tiny little arms like a giant chicken with dinosaur teeth but um it's possible in that if it was able to fly it would have bones slim, similar to that of a bird. 
and because birds have very porous delicate tiny little bones that if these dragons existed in order to fly they would have a similar skeletal structure and therefore there wouldn't be any fossilized remains left of them because they would decompose be taken away from scavengers etc etc and if they were a problem for humanity like they actually did like try to eat us and stuff we would probably try to hunt them and kill them off as best as we could and maybe that's where the stories of like these strong knights and hunters and whatever fighting the dragons came from um i don't know maybe you know i don't know but it's fun to want to believe and i want to believe so we might roll with that but until we get further evidence we're gonna have to say probably not true but i want to believe because believing is fun so moving on to something a little bit more realistic we have cave paintings with dots or lines near the animals in them so across the world whenever you see cave paintings it's usually of animals and it's believed that these animals were the ones that they hunted you know they would draw pictures of them this was like the story of the day great hunt blah 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 you know in some circumstances we find evidence of them painting animals that shouldn't have been in that region or that part of the world at the time but obviously they probably were and they're telling a story about hunting them and you know we just have forgotten or lost the evidence of them or just haven't found the evidence of those animals existing in that area back then but anyway so on these cave paintings across the world no matter what ancient you know caveman it was in any part of the world typically and usually what you'll find is little dots beside these pictures of these like it'll be like irish elk or elk or you know moose or you know gazelle like whatever it might be and people used to think this was like a tally of like how many they killed or how many are in the area or whatever but it's it appears to be that there's a correlation between those dots and like moon cycle patterns and perhaps linking it to migration and how those animals moved so like those dots or those like tick marks would represent you know the lunar cycle like each dot would be like that's the that's like the fourth moon of the year and that's when they migrate or whatever they think they either means that or means like reproductive breeding you know uh rut some sort of season indicated to that to know when what animals are bountiful and when and why and it's sort of like that calendar and that cave would be like you know maybe if other cave people came wandering around they walk into the cave and be like all right well what's there to eat in this area and they look at the you know the cave drawing like oh all right cool there's bison and a couple moons and we're on the third moon and it's on the sixth and and now we're good for elk so maybe that's what that was for but it's super cool to think that like you know this would be the they think that this would be the earliest example of like a lunar calendar or something very like um close to it before it's actually been invented so it's cool to think that people were thinking before they needed to be thinking you know so um one last article what do we got here it's um you can't keep a good clam down so rare clam thought to be extinct found alive 
So, a tiny clam previously only known from fossil records has been discovered alive in the tide pools of Santa Barbara by researchers from the University of California. Santa Barbara and the Santa Barbara Museum of Natural History. The discovery of the new species is always exciting, but it can be even more when a species is thought to be extinct is found alive. So, basically, I think this clam existed in the fossil record but I never really found it. And I guess some people decided, hey, let's look in this pool of water and bam, look at that, we found it. And I don't know, there's tons of stories like that when it comes to like marine life. My buddy sent me uh, a link the other day about them finding more uh, coelacanths. You might remember back from like the early 2000s, there's like this big gnarly looking fish that they thought was only alive during like Jurassic period or triassic i don't know long ago i can't remember but you know they found it i think it was in the amazon or something but now they found some like off the coast of the madagascar island there or just madagascar and there's like a whole like colony of them probably or something like that so that's really cool that you know the ocean still has a lot to uncover and it's crazy to think that even stuff just off the coastline has been remaining a mystery for so long and there's like a lot to discover out there you know a lot of our planet is covered in water it probably shouldn't be called earth it should probably more accurately be called water since like it's mostly water but i guess on the surface but i well at its core it's probably not earth either or under it, probably like mantle, which isn't, you couldn't really call it earth. Anyway, um, um, I've lost my complete train of thought. Uh, oh, the discovery of, you know, the oceans and looking under them, there's more to be discovered. And, you know, there's a little bit still left to be discovered on uh, earth as well. A lot of uh, the, like a lot of countries on earth, prone to war long times long periods of time very unstable very unsafe to go can't really get in there and you know go deep into like the jungles and find these like exotic species and stuff like that that have been hidden forever because you know one you can't safely get to it on a normal day let alone with uh war and stuff going on and no supply chains or supply routes to kind of sustain yourself so yeah maybe you know one day if there's like world peace or peace in these regions we can go on to find some many cool things about our planet still left to be found uh but until then you know the ocean the ocean's got a lot left to discover and i don't know i look forward to it i like how there's still a bit of mystery in the world um with the modern modern day like with the internet and a lot of you know, communication just being instant and everyone being able to share everything and inf like everything just at our fingertips and this device in our pockets. It takes away a lot of mystery from the world. And I think maybe that's the reason why a lot of people cling to like cryptozoology or like UFOs or the paranormals because we crave discovery. We, we crave like finding new things and and the more fantastic they are, the more we want to discover them and, you know, unravel the mysteries of the earth. And then one day maybe unravel the mysteries of the universe. But uh, I'm going to digress a bit from all that. Let's now, I just want to talk a bit about what I've been up to. 
and what I've been, you know, my little journeys and stuff through uh, Canada and coming out west. So uh, last year, 2022, I decided I wanted to move closer to where nature is best, where the wildlife is best. So I packed up my, I found myself a job. It was, you know, it's relatively the same paying and decent kind of job as I had before. And I was like, all right, just got to make the change. And, uh, I did it. It wasn't easy. I had to pack up everything that I owned, uh, into like a storage container. And then I left the storage container in my driveway, drove across the country and arranged to have the storage container moved by the company. It's quite expensive. Uh, you know, and eventually I got here. Uh, I had a place set up to rent for a bit, but then I ended up actually not needing that place and moved in with some family for a while. And um, my sh uh, storage container was shipped to Alberta. And yeah, it's still being kept in storage. And I'm building a place, building a new home. And once that's done, then I'll empty out the contents of the container into my new place. Uh, right now, I don't really have anywhere to put it because I'm just staying with family. But yeah, I mean, that trip was pretty hectic. Um, so what happened was, uh, I was on vacation. I was actually on, I was actually vacationing in Banff and Jasper at the time. And, um, I want to say, was it uh, January, February, March, April, I want to say it was May or early June. I was vacationing in, uh, like Banff and Jasper and stuff. And I was doing like the whole Rocky mountain tour thing. And when I didn't think I was getting this job, I had basically given up and said, okay, not getting the job. Uh, while on vacation, the mountains are a really spotty place for uh, getting reception and cell service. And eventually I made it into like this like turn in spot where there is cell phone service. And I checked my phone. My phone had like a bunch of notifications, like, you know, call me back, da da da. Call them back. They say, oh, hey, like you were on a short list to call. You know, we're going to offer you a job here. And I was like, oh, dang. Like, I'll take that. And I took the job. Now, here's the awkward part. I was on vacation with a girl I was dating. A wonderful, wonderful woman. And basically, I had held off on dating for a while because I was really trying to get a job that was uh, across the country in a different province and I know that it's not really good for relationships and especially like if someone's not ready to move or doesn't want to like they're not going to come so I didn't want to like have that kind of like heartache or whatever to happen in a relationship but uh because I thought I wasn't getting it I was like all right might as well start dating again because you know life is meant to be lived and I basically had to accept this in front of her and it was kind of awkward, but I, th I think I had her in the loop about it, like that it might happen. And I think, no, I did. I did. And she, I think she said she was like down at a certain point to do it. And like, but I don't know how certain she was. She might've just been like, you know, blowing smoke. But anyway, 
So I get to finish the rest of the vacation. I think it was like three more days left of just, you know, hanging out, having a good time, camping, that sort of stuff, exploring the great outdoors. And then I get back and I realize this was a short notice call. They were like, basically like, you got to be here in a week. So I started doing the math. By the time I got back at a week and I had to get my house up for sale, I had to get everything packed into a storage container. And then I had to have, I have to give myself three days to drive across the country. So really being there in a week meant leaving in four days, putting my house up for sale and on the market within those four days and packing everything into a storage container. Oh, and I was trying to finish the basement so I get top dollar for before I sold it. So I began work immediately on, so I booked off all the time I had possible at my previous job, just maxed it all out. All the time I had bank that I hadn't used, vacation, all that stuff. Um, and then uh, my buddies came over. They helped me, you know, finish as much as the basement as possible. God bless them. I'll, like they're my friends are such good friends. They are there for me through thick and thin, and you know they'll support like all these things that I do. And they're there for it even when it sucks because finishing basement kind of sucks, you know. But they were there for it. Uh, I got the house up on the market. I got everything into the storage container. Now this was a fiasco. I started to fill that storage container a day before I had to leave, I think, or maybe like two days. But however it fell, I ended up working from 6 a.m. to 6 a.m., 8 a.m. the next morning. And that's when I had everything into the container. And I had everything packed into like totes and all that stuff. And I don't even have that much stuff. I try to live as a minimalist and only try to have things that serve a function or purpose. So when I was packing this up, it was like, I couldn't believe how much stuff I had. And I, I, I had like a fire sale. Like I just started throwing things away into the garbage. I also had like a big, like, you know, big garbage bin. I filled that up too. Um, try to get rid of everything. Just purge, purge, purge. And then 8 a.m. the next morning, I had to start driving. I was like, I don't got a lot of time. I got to be there. It's like a 36-hour drive across the country to get to where I need to go. And I got to start Monday, and I think it was like Friday morning at that point. So I was like, if I leave now, I can be there like sometime Sunday afternoon, which will give me like a little bit of leeway before I need to be there. And then, you know, I'm driving like throughout the Friday, and like they're giving me like last-minute calls of like little like documents and stuff they need, and I'm just like, I have no way of getting these documents right now. Like I'm driving through like the, the back country of Canada where there isn't even like cell reception half the time. And you have to gas up every gas station you go to, to make it to the next one. And, uh, I don't know. It was a beautiful trip. I've done that drive a couple of times, but, uh, you need, I, that drives a long one and it's really beautiful. Lots of wildlife along the way that I recorded as well. Um, Lake Superior is gorgeous. Uh, just watching the sunsets and the sunrises. Um, I would just pull into like trucker stops and kind of just sleep in my car when I could, when I was feeling tired. I slip, you know, like Forrest Gump. But um, yeah, I just hauled all the way. I was so exhausted. I was so tired. Like 
it was so hard to find like good food to eat too because it's like nothing forever you're basically just eating fast food and uh yeah but i made my way across the country it was such a surreal feeling kind of just yeah uh got there on time you know got everything sorted along the way and then yeah i started kind of like my new life and i had like every weekend off so every weekend i was in the mountains you can go to my instagram and check it out basically i had like an upload every week of what i was doing i was just like hanging out in the mountains banff jasper yoho kootenai like you name it like revelstoke like all all of the parks like all of them if it had a mountain i was there if it had a like trail i was hiking it if there was you know an animal i was recording it if there was you know if there was like a lake i was you know i didn't have any watercrafts but if i did i would be i'd be canoeing on those paddling on those and i don't know i had the time of my life it's the greatest thing ever unfortunately uh you know me and the girl at the time like yeah we decided to break up or she broke up with me i don't really remember how it all fell apart but i mean it was it was short-lived relationship so like it wasn't that like uh upsetting for either of us i don't think and then um you know i just started kind of like casually dating people and stuff like that but not really anything serious just kind of like you know going out on dates and then i decided like looking for a new home looking for a place to buy couldn't find anything really worth buying so i decided to build my own place but that's going to take a few more months and then uh put an order in for a truck so i'm hoping to get that new truck soon but like the way everything works here is that because of like the pandemic uh it's a waiting list for like vehicles so i'm not going to get that you know tacoma for a while and i ordered that back in the summer but i should be by like next month i should be getting that so uh i don't got my, i don't got a truck and i don't got a pl- like my own place so I don't know, dating ain't exactly uh, my forte, my strong suit right now. Uh, But maybe it will be in the future because it's, you know, how lame is that? Like you're trying to like pick up some girls and you're just like, hey, you want to come back to my uh, my uncle's place? You know, my, you know, chill in the basement. Like (laughs) it doesn't, uh, doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't feel right to me. I don't have like, I don't, I don't shake confidence with that sort of thing for some reason. Like, you know, it's like, Hey baby, like, how are you doing? Like, want to come over to my mom's basement? It's like, it, it doesn't, it's not a good look, you know, it's not a good vibe. Maybe it can work out. I don't know. Maybe there's some girls out there like, think you're just like really cute or something, but I don't know for me. Uh, I don't even know how to swing that. Like, I, I feel like you can, you can go on like a couple like first dates and stuff like that. But if you want to start getting serious, like you want to come over to my place and you're just kind of like, it's like, oh, when are you going to invite me over to your place? Or like they ask about your living, legit, uh, living situation on like the first or second date. You're just kind of like, oh, fuck. I don't know. Like, then you want to like lie to them. <laughs> but I don't know. For me, maybe it's not the worst because it's like, oh, this is my situation right now. But most people, like, they don't got the time for that. They're like, oh, okay, so, like, call me back in, like, eight, six months when you're not a loser, and we'll see how it goes type of thing. But, uh, yeah, 
that's where I'm at now, and I'm really glad I made the move. There hasn't been anything disappointing so far. I've really enjoyed all of it. Um, the best parts about it are the beautiful mountains. You know, they're breathtaking. It's the most beautiful part of Canada. Like, these mountains, like, nothing beats mountains. They're just, they're massive. Uh, the wildlife, there's this charismatic megafauna everywhere like they're huge like even in like the prairie towns like you know you'll see like mule deer and deer and stuff and moose like they'll just kind of be walking through the towns and stuff um you know if you go sometimes we get lucky you go a little further north or a little more into the mountains you can get like the northern lights so like even the nighttime is beautiful uh you get lots of like these like halos slash like rain i think they call them like rain dogs where um you know like the sun's piercing through like the ice crystals in the air and it just creates like this really beautiful halo like around the sun that kind of like extends all the way around it. and it's like shooting light beams out the sides so looks really cool uh what else do we got like it's just it's insane like all the the turquoise green lakes that they have which is caused from like water coming down the mountains taking some of the minerals these minerals have like a color to them when they're floating in water so you get all these like really beautiful colored lakes i don't know like it's just everything's just like amazing like that, that's up my alley right like i got like you're, you're listening to this it's a nature podcast like i did everything like kind of like for my own well-being like i feel like you live out here like canada's got the most amount of like olympic athletes and like the rocky mountains like the altitude's just like healthy for you like in the hiking's like healthy for you so i want to do like more hiking and stuff so i did that i was hiking like every weekend like i was just getting out there um just went for it i don't know so that's why the podcast has basically had a heart attack it's not dead it just had a heart attack so I'm going to try and I didn't for a long time. I was really putting off doing a solo episode like this because I didn't want to just do solo episodes all the time. But uh, I found it harder and harder to kind of get guests on here. Some people are very apprehensive about talking and then, uh, you know, they kind of like half commit to things and then kind of bail on you last minute and that kind of falls apart like that. <laughs> and if one of you all that uh, uh, bailed on it or, you know, it sounds like I'm talking about you don't feel bad, no hard feelings like We'll get you on here maybe eventually if you want to, but um, that's just how it is. That's just uh, how life is. That's how people are. That's how I am sometimes. So don't don't feel like there's like awkwardness or like you can't do it ever again or you can't talk to me ever again or you think I don't like you or something or maybe you don't like me and that's cool. I can I can can cope with that, but um, yeah just trying to do some more podcasts try to do some more photography which i'm terrible at and everybody on my instagram is way better than me but i don't know i still like it like i still like doing it as a hobby i'm not trying to be the best i should probably try to improve it though but uh i do got a little secret to share i've shared it a couple times on insta that's like a preview of what's to come and that's uh i'm working on a little amateur nature documentary for uh, put that right on youtube 
been focusing a lot more on YouTube. Never, I always kind of put all my effort into Instagram, and I feel like that was a, um, that was like a road to nowhere. I felt like, oh yeah, I get like a bunch of followers on Instagram. It's like, there's no, like the ways to monetize that are like way too difficult. It requires like, I don't know, just like these like third parties wanting to reach out to you to give you money to like advertise things and i don't know that doesn't always drive with me man because i've i followed like uh some people that had like really good pages and then they got onto like the ads and they started like sharing ads that weren't on brand like they were very off brand like uh you know they'd be putting out ads for like you know like sex stuff and stuff like that it's like dude like you take pictures of deer like why are you trying to sell me a sex doll or flashlight like and it's just weird and like i try really hard to keep my algorithms clean right so i don't know if you know this but depending on what you look at and how long you keep it on like your phone screen and how long you watch it like instagram and these social media things will start recommending you more things like that so if you like a lot of pictures of a certain thing or even if you don't even like it you just keep it on your screen locked on there so it knows you're like staring at it a bit longer it'll show you more of those things so mine was pretty clean you know it's basically just nature wildlife that sort of stuff so when i saw that kind of stuff come on it and nothing against it if you that's what your instagram looks like like you know but i don't know i try to like for some reason i wanted to keep my instagram a temple i was like this is my temple my social media temple and i just wanted to keep it clean you know i don't know about you but i i keep my side of the street clean but um yeah when i saw those things i was just kind of like i can't be watching it because like i go on instagram i don't want someone at work or you know family members seeing me like scrolling through my stuff and then all of a sudden it's like oh you're looking at that you perv like you you're you're sitting uh like wherever you are a dentist or like (laughs) like you're picking up someone from school or you know like i don't know it's a bad look it's grimy and i just want to like you know be able to go through my instagram whenever and not have to worry about grimy so if i don't follow a couple people and sorry about that you guys had solid pages but you fell prey to the the money the money meme make money now but i don't know maybe you, you lose in the long run buddy i don't know you gotta you gotta sell what's on brand you know like outdoor equipment or gear or something like that or stuff stuff that's like family friendly if you're like a like a family friendly person or whatever but uh you can have like different channels and stuff so i don't know you could rock that but yeah so the nature documentary i think it's gonna be about 40 minutes in length and maybe 45 maybe 50 i've been cutting a lot of stuff out as i go through like like i said i'm a terrible photographer terrible videographer so trying to make a lot more of it bearable Mm, means cutting out a lot of minutes here and there of shaky footage or if it is shaky trying to make it a little bit more bearable through like i don't know audio i still have to do a lot of script writing for it i've only done a little bit of the script maybe like the first like the first clip uh each animal featured in the dock is going to have a part written for them and then i have to record over it i'm going to do voice acting for it for some reason i've decided to go with some sort of like weird british accent i find it's more appealing 
um if you haven't figured it out yet i'm kind of a weirdo and that kind of matches into my personality but i think after you watch it you'll be like well it makes sense it seems pretty seems pretty fitting and it actually probably sounds better but um yeah so i still have to do the script and i still have to do the voiceover and have to record it all and then put it all on um how far is it along all the footage is uploaded um i would say more than half of the sound is done like music and stuff because some stuff is just ambient kind of like the background noise when i recorded and it was good i was able to keep it but some footage had like really bad wind or like very powerful like river sounds that didn't seem to be of good sound quality so those were removed and then uh, in place of that, I was thinking, you know, maybe just suitable music that kind of fits it. And then I'll probably do voiceovers across them all. I was thinking some of them don't really require a voiceover because they could just be entertaining watching it on its own with like a decent, like matching music to go along with it. But we'll see. There's a couple, there's a little bit of stories I want to tell in there. It's a lot of information that I find very intriguing and interesting that I want to share with you all. And I want to put it all in. But, you know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. So I worked on it tonight uh, a little bit before I did like my Instagram post there of the bighorn sheep. Uh, yeah, I cut. I was going to put like the snapping turtle footage in there, but I was talking over it a lot and it's very lengthy i could have probably cut down the length and then just put like ambient sound over it or a music track and just sort of talked and about it a little bit maybe i'll add it back in. but you see the the snapping turtle it kind of doesn't fit the rest of the motif of the of the documentary because it seems to be very like mammal based like mammals and birds and sort of just like mountain and forest and i had that footage back from ontario and there's a couple other things from ontario that have kind of snuck their way in there but i don't know i felt like the snapping turtle thing i don't know it's kind of like a good video on its own and it's already on youtube so i didn't i felt like kind of reusing that footage because i am reusing some but reusing that entire footage was probably a bit much and yeah so i wasn't going to do it again and i just wasn't enjoying it like when i was going through the editing process of this i'm like i'm not enjoying putting this piece in like i feel like i'm just putting this piece in because i have it and i want to use it and it like the cemetery does look cool it looks like basically bowser from mario like it looks badass but i was like i can't do it i don't love it it didn't seem right plus it seemed like the editing was like endless so i don't know i still got like a bit of like transitioning and blending to do in between the scenes and the sounds and the music and then once that's all done, once all the video is together, like all the clips are there, it's just some of them need like good, better transitioning, like fade in and outs or like blending over and sort of like transitioning. And then but once all that's done, and then there's a couple of things I can probably cut out that are too shaky. And then once all that's done, and I, I'm kind of at the same time, I'm putting in my ambient sounds or I'm putting in. I'm detaching the audio from it and placing it, you know, where it needs to be. And once that's all done, then I can do the script writing. 
And I think what I'm going to do is write a script, record it, put it in, and then do the next animal and just kind of like plug away by the next animal instead of just like going through it all at once like I am now. I think that's a better way to do it because then it's just like, okay, let's say I got like 20 animals featured in this documentary. It's like every time I get one down, it's like, boom, I'm 120th the way there, 220th, like three out of 20, four out of 20. And it's just like, I get more systematic about it. And when I can see I'm actually progressing, again, I'm like, okay, now I'm like five out of 20, it's one fourth. And then once I'm 10, I'm like, I'm halfway there. It's got, it's been hard. And like, sometimes like my, my first plan on when I was doing it was just to kind of like, just keep doing it, just keep doing it, just keep doing it. But then it felt like work. And then I wasn't loving it. And because I wasn't loving it, I was like, I was like, crap, I can't, I can't keep doing this. I gotta, gotta do it. So I love it. So I took a step back for a little bit. I went, I went snowboarding, I went snowboarding for the first time in Marmot Bay, or not for the first time. I went snowboarding on a real mountain for the first time, not like Mount Tremblant in Quebec or not Blue Mountain in Ontario, but like a proper mountain. I went to Marmot Basin in Jasper National Park and it was unreal. And that was like the best snowboarding I've ever had in my life. Tremblant's pretty good, don't get me wrong, but Marmot Basin was amazing it was just really great for snowboarding especially when you're not like very advanced like me you're kind of just like very beginnerish you know it was awesome and the way from the way the parking lot set up like you drive up the mountain the parking lot is like part way up you know the hill so you basically walk to the edge of the parking lot put on your gear and then you slide down into the lifts and then get your lift tickets and stuff. And basically at the end of the day, you slide back down the mountain. You can, you can like slide right back to your car. Like it's just perfect. There's no shuttles. There's no, it wasn't, there wasn't a crazy amount of people. It was, it was great. It was the, it was amazing. And everyone I talked to, everyone says different things. They say Marmot's better than sunshine and Banff and Lake Louise because it's not a massive tourist trap. Less people come here. Uh, they say, Banff is more ski oriented, more difficult for snowboarding, lots of flats. Um, they say Lake Louise is better for that, but it doesn't have as many runs. So it's kind of like more boring. You're doing more repetitive runs. Marmot Basin has a ton of runs and you can change it up as much as you want. You know, I feel like it's got like three different peaks. You can kind of go from ranching and difficulty. Yeah, it was unreal. It was wild. I really loved it. Uh, yeah so i think that's about all i got to share with you guys that's the update um sorry i haven't been i used to have like a thing where it's like i gotta do one podcast a week one once a week one once a week and just kind of team consistent but it just i don't know life comes at you fast man and you got responsibles to deal with and you gotta take care of business and you know you if i can only record on like the weekend Cause that's like when I feel like I got the most time and then it's like, well, I'm going on a camping trip or I'm going snowboarding. And then there ain't no podcast happening. So basically between having to take care of business, whether it was like trying to get a house built, trying to buy a truck, uh, you know, just whatever other banking and all this like nonsense stuff that life throws at you or whether it's, you know, recreation and having fun. 
I don't know, the podcast slid, and I'm sorry for that. And I hope some of you come back and start listening to it again. Or I hope you're still subscribed wherever you're subscribed to, whether it's on, like, Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, or what have you. And you're just like, damn, I miss this guy. Like, I want to listen to him again. And have we had some episodes, like, randomly go viral. They were That's great. Like, I should have capitalized on that. I did not. And whatever. You know, we're just I, – I do this for fun, obviously – everyone wants their fun to be success but uh, there's so many people out there that don't so we're just going to enjoy the good times anyway if you made it this far thank you for listening you're all buttes you're all gents you're all ladies out there and yeah that's it so until next time cheers cheers